Welcome to the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. Every week we examine a chapter from the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. You can find our weekly content by searching Adams Road Podcast on your podcast app. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 14. Now the apostles and the brothers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. When Peter had come up to Jerusalem, those who were of the circumcision contended with him, saying, You went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began and explained to them in order, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, a certain container descending, like it was a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners. It came as far as me. When I had looked intently at it, I considered and saw the four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, creeping things, and birds of the sky. I also heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing unholy or unclean has ever entered into my mouth. But a voice answered me the second time out of heaven, What God has cleansed, don't you call unclean. This was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. Behold, immediately three men stood before the house where I was, having been sent from Caesarea to me. The Spirit told me to go with them without discriminating. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying to him, Send to Joppa and get Simon, who is called Peter, who will speak to you words by which you will be saved, you and all your house. All right, today we're in Acts chapter 11. Let's go back to verse 1. Now the apostles and the brothers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. This was no small matter to the church in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. Sounds like word about this was spreading quickly. Unfortunately, the fact that the Gentiles were offered the gospel message was controversial among the brothers. Verse 2. When Peter had come up to Jerusalem, those who were of the circumcision contended with him, saying, You went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. Their contention really reveals what they prioritized. These guys were so legalistic and absorbed with the matter of Peter eating with uncircumcised men. Their traditions and customs blinded them to the miracle that had just taken place. Their obsession over it overshadowed what God had just graciously worked among these Gentiles. These supposed Christians of the circumcision weren't focused on the amazing fact that God had given the Gentiles the gospel through Peter. They didn't seem interested to find out how the Gentiles responded to Peter's preaching. Did they repent? Did they receive the message with faith? Were they too granted salvation by our gracious and merciful God, just as we had been? It makes you wonder where their heart of compassion and concern was for the non-Jew. Many Jews at that time had a view of Gentiles that they were simply fuel for the fires of hell. 
the fact that God would even offer the Gentiles salvation didn't even cross many of their minds. There was great enmity between Jew and Gentile. But it wasn't as if God hadn't ever shown a concern for the Gentiles. Remember, for example, the prophet Jonah. God asked him to go to Nineveh and preach repentance to them. You see, God wanted to show these Ninevite Gentiles mercy. But Jonah didn't want to have any part of it. He didn't think they deserved mercy from God. So he ran away from the call. He finally came around to preaching to them, but only after he was first swallowed by a big fish, right, and spit up on land. Even then, after he preached and Nineveh repented, he didn't rejoice at this, but complained. You can imagine if God's own prophets had attitudes like this toward the Gentiles, many of the Jewish people as a whole would as well. The Jews were a chosen nation called out from among all the nations of the Gentiles. But God didn't exalt them so that they would grow arrogant and despise the nations around them. They were supposed to be a light to the nations. Jesus told them in Matthew 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. These early church Jewish Christians had carried many Jewish presumptions and attitudes into the Christian church. Jesus had certainly hinted and at times directly taught that the Gentiles were to be a part of the kingdom of God. Through, for example, his teachings and parables recorded in the Gospels, Jesus told them to go into all the world with the Gospel. Even so, it took Peter, the top dog, so to speak, among Jesus' apostles, a vision from heaven repeated three times for him to be open to the prospect of engaging the Gentiles with the Gospel. Have we ever been like those circumcision Christians mentioned here in Acts 11 too? Ever been so fixated and absorbed with tradition, rules, and ritual that we failed to recognize and embrace certain moves of God within the church corporately, or in our personal lives, or the lives of those around us? When God works outside of the box in which we've tried to confine Him, outside the context of our legalistic framework and expectation, do we fight against it like those of the circumcision did? Do we contend against what God is doing as they contended with Peter? Like what if some dude from a motorcycle gang walks into a traditional church mid-service with a cut-off shirt, wearing a bandana and covered with tattoos? Let's say he hears the preaching of God's word and the gospel message shared. The Holy Spirit convicts his heart and he turns to Jesus in faith receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit and salvation in that moment. In other words, this man becomes born again in spirit while the preacher is still preaching. Just like the Holy Spirit fell on those who heard the word and believed in Acts 10.44, while Peter was still preaching. Let's say this motorcycle man had no religious upbringing. All he knew was that he was a sinner and that God had loved him by sending Jesus to die for his sins so he could be forgiven and have eternal life. 
he had just trusted Jesus for the forgiveness of sins and gift of eternal life. And he knew something inside of him had changed. There was now a calmness, joy, and a peace in his soul. He didn't know what the next step was for a Christian and also really wanted to tell others at the church what had just happened. Let's say before he even musters up the courage to come forward after the service, someone in the church approaches him and reprimands him for his attire, telling him how disrespectful and dishonoring it was to God that he was dressed so inappropriately in the quote-unquote house of the Lord. The man reprimanding the motorcycle guy was so fixated on this issue of his appearance and the religious tradition, expectations, and man-made rules regarding those things that he didn't even think to ask how the motorcycle man was doing. Was he a Christian? If not, how did the gospel message impact him? Did he receive Jesus? The man who chastised showed no interest in such spiritual matters. So in this hypothetical situation, which believe me, I've seen this kind of stuff happen in church, the man who chastised showed no interest in such spiritual matters. He didn't listen. He only rebuked in self-righteousness. If he knew what was going on, rather he should have been rejoicing and praising God that the motorcycle guy had just received Jesus. He could have been an encourager and a helping hand to this new convert. He could have connected him with the appropriate people or himself he could have began building a relationship with him and helped to maybe plug him into a path of discipleship of the church. All right, back to Acts 11. Let's see how Peter responds to the contention from those of the circumcision that Peter had, quote-unquote, went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. Verse 4. But Peter began and explained to them in order, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. A certain container descending, it was like a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners. It came as far as me. When I had looked intently at it, I considered and saw the four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, creeping things, and birds of the sky. I also heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing unholy or unclean has ever entered into my mouth. But a voice answered me the second time out of heaven, What God has cleansed, don't you call unclean. This was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. Behold, immediately three men stood before the house where I was, having been sent from Caesarea to me. The Spirit told me to go with them without discriminating. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying to him, Send to Joppa and get Simon, who is called Peter, who will speak to you words by which you'll be saved, you and all your house. All right, so Peter is explaining, detailed in an order, exactly what happened in Acts 10. He sees a vision where he's told not to call unclean what God has cleansed. Gentile men were sent to him, and the Spirit tells Peter to go with him to the home in Caesarea, where he's then greeted and asked to share a highly anticipated salvation message. God had teed things up as he so often does. 
he set the stage for Peter to share the gospel with the Gentiles. And it wasn't as if Peter was seeking out Gentiles with which to share the gospel message. He wasn't. In fact, he hadn't been pursuing the preaching of the gospel among the Gentiles at all up to this point. He had been avoiding it. (laughs) But God kind of has Peter cornered now. A household of Gentiles, upon a promise from an angel, waited in anticipation for what Peter would say. So Peter preaches the gospel message to the Gentiles. In his message to the Gentile household, Peter had proclaimed regarding Jesus in Acts 10.42 that to him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name.
That was Great Commission from the Adams Road album, Great Commission. Labor for fruit that perishes, but for the fruit that endures to eternal life. For the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven. I give my life for the world. I am the bread of Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Shall never Bread of Life, from the Adams Road album, Great Commission.
This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Come join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 11, verses 15 through 20. Grace and peace be with you all.